1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. The man, <laughs> the myth, the legend. <laughs> the legend in his own mind. That's right. That's how you're supposed to be, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm a great self-promoter. I'm, wor- I'm working on it anyways. Yeah, you've That's been, my goal. That's yeah, my you've goal. been working on that for about... 30 years bro you haven't you haven't cracked it yet you're uh you're yeah, right. you're way too humble yeah somebody told me i need to start adding hashtags to my photos oh my god you totally need to do that yeah because um then i could get more likes and i would feel more fulfilled i uh i'm gonna start hashtagging like like things that i really like like i'm gonna hashtag and it's not gonna help me right so I'm going to start hashtagging like, I like Cocoa Puffs, right? And Crunch Berries and maybe like some... Uh, Count Chocula. Yeah, Count is my all-time favorite. I'm, I'm going to hashtag that. I'm going to hashtag like Cheez-Its because I like Cheez-Its too. Pop-Tarts, that's a great one. That's a great food category, right? Wait, you know. what was the one in between there? Did you say Jesus? <laughs> Cheez-Its. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I, if I hashtag... <laughs> You're like randomly naming these cool foods, and you're like, yeah, and I like Jesus, too. I'm like, whoa. Well, I never thought of that. What if I do hashtag Jesus? Do you think I'll get more followers? Uh, no? Probably, it probably yeah, won't be I, the right I ones. Know. I don't know. When it comes to things about religion, like, I, I am just not the, Straight not away. the, one, the one to ask. Yeah, listen, we're not going to talk uh, about politics or religion. Perfect. Let's, oh, no, let's keep going. Things to talk about. Yeah, just not on yeah. any fun conversations yeah well and i'm not saying that i'm not a believer i'm just saying i i i, I like uh what was it the, the bumper sticker i saw the other day that said like um jesus you know how they have the little ones that say he is greater than i yes a little well i saw one that said jesus is greater than religion and i was like you know what i don't have a single bumper sticker of any kind on my truck at all but that one i would probably put on if i found it that one you would put on there you go yeah that one's pretty good hey so uh i'm sitting here looking at believe it or not i have a 2002 colpin final approach catalog where where dave smith professional guide and decoy manufacturer talks about how incredible (laughs) the products are yeah yeah that's when you hit the big time, bro. <laughs> yeah, like once you see your name in print. That's what whatever, I'm saying. It's like, okay, well, dude, right here. It's, it's Opening you're, page. You're Open it right up. Bam. There it is. Like, those were the, hey, those were the days, though, right? Yeah, they were the days. I mean, it was, that was super exciting time, you know, around here for sure. So, you know, the, the thing, so in this series that we're talking about, I talked to Latchaw, obviously first because you know you got to get, you got to get the king. You know what I mean first to talk Absolutely. to talk about all this. So so we Was go through. Was he able to get through it without dropping any any f bombs? He he did. He cursed a little bit on the last episode, on the second episode, and but that's okay because he was getting fired up because we were at that point we were talking about 
you know, the transition of the company when it went to Colpin and then after that, what happens to it, you know what I mean? And that's when Ron says, okay, I'm out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about, we'll definitely talk about that, but, but the thing that, that I want to talk to you about first is when, when Ron came out and final approach started to push, right? I, I am absolutely, I'm no historian by the way, but I'm, I'm going to make myself, I'm trying to make myself one because I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that when final approach came out, then that pushed a lot of other companies and, and a ton of them here in the Northwest to, I guess, make their dreams come through, come true and, and push harder and go, okay, Ron did it. I can do it. I'm doing it. I'm done, you know, bullshitting around like I'm doing it because, you know, I always talk about, okay, that happened then. And I'm not saying anything else happened because of Ron, but all of a sudden it just started bringing everybody to the top because then it was, it was Dave Smith decoys. It was Columbia river decoys with Don. It was Perry Nordhaus and black widow flocking, right? It was, you know, Mallard Marine, right. It was Mallard Marine and David boys. It was Bill Saunders calls. Then it was then, you know, later on it was, you know, Corey and and Marcus and those guys at hardcore, you know, look how much it started snowballing. I mean, do you, do you buy into that? 100%, 100%. I mean, it was probably 98%, you know, that kind of Ron Latcha, honestly, just kind of being a trailblazer. Right. Um, just kind of paving the way. And 2% of it was just the fact that it was just, you know, we, we had just geese were just started trickling in, just started wintering here, and they right. just hadn't, hadn't before. And they just started building up and building up and building up. It. And everyone was excited about, about hunting it, hunting them and getting on top of it and all that stuff. Well, but yeah. Well, and that... <laughs> And that, you know, that, that blind, amazing. like, you know, it just, he just, Latcha is, he's kind of a, he's just kind of a bulldog and he just kind of, he just decides he's going to do something and there's got to be a better way to do it. Right. He's just going to do it and, and nothing's going to stop him. Well, and he, you know, he, he pushes hard, right. And, and it, it, it goes, it goes through and that blind changes the waterfowl industry and category forever you know what i mean like, absolutely like and, and and that's what i said that was such a pivotal product like he is you know you talk about certain guys you know you could go back to you know i ground you always used to talk about it uh you know the hesses and the short read call and you know and, and how they came up with it and then tim just ran with it you know what i mean but it was he always throws it you know, he always used to throw it back to the Hess brothers and how vital they were on that whole deal, right? And yep. and but the other thing is, you know, Ron Ron takes, you know, the uh, the layout blind, changes the whole category, and then it spurs a ton of other products and other companies and other people and it just goes it just like comes to the top big time. So it's such a pivotal move. Yeah, and I I think it's really important to point out that, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, layout or laydown blinds <clears throat> available right now, and none of them would be here if it, if it wasn't for Ron right. Acha inventing the first one. And, 
And, you know, you got to give credit to to the originator. That's and, right. you know, in, in my mind, like, the, the originator should should be, you know, that should be where you you prioritize, you know, your buying, up, you know, if, if, if at all possible. And, like, it's just... It doesn't matter how many years later or anything like that. He's it's, the godfather. He's the godfather. Yeah, he's the godfather. You just don't want to forget. Final approach was the original laydown blind, and all, every other company that sells them, it's it is basically um, it's they're basically a knock, Copy. A knockoff of right. the original. I right. Mean, what it, there's no other way to put it. That's why I said that it's been it's been copied, uh, you know, hundreds of times. You know, everybody's trying to make it better. And, you know, there'll be a couple features here, a couple features there. But but that original design was so far ahead of itself because look at, I mean, look at, you still have it today. Like, I, I was telling Ron, I was like, listen, I remember I remember buying my Eliminator, my ProGuide Eliminator that I still have. It's older than all my kids. Uh, and I, 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 I want to say I bought it off a of bill at at like a trade show and i mean oh my god like so long ago that's why i said i can't even remember when and it still works it, it hasn't broke yeah. it that's what i mean anybody that has an original eliminator and the way they were made still has it today yeah well yeah i mean i was just having this discussion the other day with with somebody and they were saying like that that original eliminator is still yeah. the best design there ever was and so that's that's remarkable too because whereas i mean it just goes to show you there's a lot of things where they you know the original is usually made with heart you that's know? right and 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 knockoffs are usually made trying to um trying to you know find a, a you know find a way to make it to make a profit and make it you know make it inexpensive and stuff and right right uh you know it's hard to beat something made with heart it's the same thing with you know, you look in bass fishing at big swim baits and stuff like that, and you know there, there's a, a originator that put put his heart and soul and you know spent two years on it or or whatever, and then then somebody you know knocks it off right away, and the, the knockoff never works as good as there's as no the doubt. You know, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, we talked about you know we talked about the time, you know, we talked about the section of time where where Ron goes through and then Culpin you know buys it and they go through that section and Ron's still on and still you know working on blinds and and creating stuff and inventing more products and then it gets to the point where it you know they're trying to change so much and ron's like i can't i can't do it anymore i'm out and then you know i told him i think it was around and maybe you can kind of chime in on that i think it was like 06 07 08 somewhere in there where they start making the decoys and then they change the blind manufacturers to a different factory and all the aluminum is substandard because I remember breaking I don't know how many at that time and then I I literally I told Ron I felt so bad you know from knowing him from you know forever that I felt so and I know he wasn't at the company anymore but I felt so bad about buying a different blind but I had to because the other ones were so shitty they just kept breaking I couldn't I couldn't spend my money anymore on it and I had to stop and that felt terrible yeah, Terrible. yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just know that you know Ron would not be offended by that or anything like that because there's just so many things were out of his control. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, and like we, you know, we were all so happy for him at, at one point. It kind of felt like, 
he had he had succeeded with everything. Right. He had built the company up and sold the company, and he was, you know, at that point, I mean, he basically probably could have could have retired, but just knowing him, he Jesus can't sit. Never gonna quit, you I know. know. So, <laughs> you know, but it felt like he had really succeeded, and he'd kind of kind of done the the American dream, and especially. Uh, that American dream is especially difficult in the hunting and fishing industry or in any, in any um, area where you're super passionate about it. It makes it even, it makes it even harder um, because those are usually not the most profitable, you know, companies and stuff, but you know, he had really made it and everything like that. So yeah, I was in the same situation. I, I didn't feel too bad about it just because, I mean, I was guiding and stuff like that and I just had to, you just had to I have did. the right well, gear. I was lucky in that, you know, I had, I think I had 12, 12 eliminated pro guides um, that were all in great shape, and all I had to do was keep the clients from from sitting, you know, sitting on the and the bending the bars. bars, right, and bending <laughs> and, the bars, right. Yeah, and and use and keep them from using, you know, using the horizontal bars to help, you know, get them up out of the blind. That's and right. Stuff. Yeah. So they were they were in good shape and. I used them for a long, long time, but yeah, I, I, I experimented with a lot of other blinds. I remember, I remember at one point I knew that Cabela's had a pretty good return policy, but I, <laughs> I ordered like four blinds from Cabela's, desperately searching for one that something would that would last. The type of waterfowling I wanted. I oh, was I got doing you. Blind, which is, I like to watch, you know, watch, watch birds and look for neck collars and stuff. So, so that took a, a certain, um, a certain way of, of you know, have, keeping your head down while still being able to watch right. and be able to spring up and shoot quickly. So I remember ordering like four blinds from Cabela's, set them all up, and absolutely none, none of the four <laughs> would work. And and then boxing them back up and taping those boxes. Oh, my God. Dipping them back, and it's like, oh, my God, this is so difficult. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. So as, as a creator, you know, a sculptor, an inventor, like, you know – having that having that creative side that you have and being able to you know come through and do your you know your dream let's call it kind of at the you know right after ron and then be able to kind of be associated with final approach and everything i mean that had a feel pretty damn good yeah i mean absolutely and one one thing that was neat about you know, a lot of those innovations coming out of the Northwest is <clears throat> we were all good friends. Like right. there wasn't any, there wasn't even, you know, even Marcus and Corey and I, you know, we, we all hunted together and had a blast. And even though they were making decoys and I was making decoys and stuff, we didn't, you know, we didn't care. And, you know, we're still, we didn't care about competing against each other. And I loved what they were doing. They loved what, what, what I was doing. And, um, you know, we, we were all friends and stuff. And then, yeah, to be, you know, to be to be friends with Ron, Ron Latcha and and um, kind of to be able to almost sort of fit in and hobnob with with a lot of those guys and those in, innovators and stuff like that, um, it did it did feel really good. That was pretty much a dream a dream come true for me. Yeah, I mean that was the I mean that was you know I I I talk about this I talked about it with Ron, you know about the heyday of of waterfowl and and I don't want to say it's not. You know, because listen, as long as we have waterfowl hunting, it's it's a heyday. As long as we get to go, you know, I'm okay with that, and 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 shoot some birds and chase some birds and do all that. Like I'm I'm good. I can I can live through the rest of the year, uh, and 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 survive as long as I have the season. 
but but that time in the industry and stuff it was like such a such a rush and there were so many vital characters let's call it and and uh, we're running out of those kind of guys today you know meaning that you know you could see grounds at the waterfowl festival and and literally just talk to him like like no big deal and he's he was such an icon and then you could see ron and talk to him and you could talk to bill or or you or uh, i talked about randy bartz you know what i mean i mean the amount of people that you know at shows and everything else that you could just go up to and talk to like normal people it and and learn from and watch their videos and i know everything is you know totally different today with you know youtube and 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 instagram and and just all the social media platforms and everything else but you know when you had to like run to the store to buy like the next you know final approach video that was out was <laughs> was pretty intense you know <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah that i i i agree with all that that's for sure yeah it, i that reminds me just a, a couple of years ago randy bartz was doing a seminar at game fair and he asked me if i would do the seminar with him oh my and god and i was kind of like you know here i'm i'm ready to sit in the audience right. and just and just you know try to learn anything i can from this like legend of waterfowl and then he then he's asking me to do the seminar with him like that, that was just that was quite an honor and i felt pretty you know pretty weird out of place and and all that stuff but yeah um yeah i remember i i mean i bought my first eliminator pro guide at at the gun room in portland oregon from sean lacasse oh yeah and i think that was in uh around 1998 i think wow and you know it's kind of funny because i i i just lost my job i you know, I had worked for Nike for a long time, and then I then I kind of got headhunted from Nike for, to Fila, oh, and yeah. um, and so and then with Fila, I worked there for three years, and just <coughs> excuse me, our like our you know we would we would do all these shoe designs for for them, and then everything we would do we we would show it to the corporate you know office in Italy, and they would say no 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 that's not what the Americans want you know oh, and geez. and um, so you know, it just kept going downhill and downhill. So finally they were going to close the Fila office. So I was basically out of a job. And so here he was getting married um, and just lost my job. And I had been making pretty good money and stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I saw this Eliminator Pro Guide for sale and I'd seen the ads for him before. And I was just like, my God, like I'm so tired of laying, you know, laying down in these fields and trying to cover up with a, yep. you know, gilly blanket and everything. Oh my God. And, I have no business buying anything, and it, you know, at the time, you know, that was that was a lot of money, and that was kind of a big deal and stuff. And it's huge. You know, I guess I did what any responsible hunter would do, like with a new wife, and you, you know, bought it. Just lost a job, I immediately went and bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was just life changing, and and it is it, it was a neat time in that you can, you know, you you could just you could go to the store. Well, I mean. And I gotta, I gotta hand it to Sean McCass and and um, everyone at the gun room because they were, they were on top of things and they were ahead of ahead of their time a little bit. For them to carry it, that and, was a chance, you know, they right? Had rounds calls and stuff like that, right? And then uh, one thing that was cool about when I worked for Fila is I remember I had some correspondence with Tim Grounds buying some calls or something like that. And for some reason, I had a Fila logo on there. I'd written a note about what I wanted and stuff. Well. Then Tim Grounds called me and he said, "Hey, listen, 
Hunter really loves Fila. Um, that's that's a you know, if, in case anybody doesn't know, that's a brand of of like <laughs> athletic wear. Um, and oh my God. you know, Hunter wants to know if you want to do like a trade um, of, for, for calls for for Fila gear, you know. Oh and God. I was like, oh my God, absolutely, you know. And so, you know, I got this great big, huge care package from Tim Grounds and Hunter Grounds and all this signed, you know, signed calls and oh my God. all this for whatever. And I was just like, and you sent some tracksuits really and t-shirts amazing. over. In- yeah. Insane. Like so. So coming out of so coming out of Fila, then then you you really got to get it together. So now now you got to make the decision to push and make your dream happen and get it going. You know, because yeah. now it's like, that's what I said. At that time, it was like, it wasn't like a do or die, but it was like, I think everybody felt like that was kind of the time. And I don't want to say the time to strike, but but it was like, okay, it, it's it's time. Because because then you have, you have uh, Don Guthrie and Columbia River Decoys, and then you, you know, and you guys come out, and then... Perry Nordhaus, you know, I, I always bring that up because, I mean, that, uh, like, I, I believe Perry was the first one to have any kind of flocking. I yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the guy. And it's like, there's another item that, that, you know, we take for granted today that would, I mean, Perry started that whole deal. Every decoy known to man now that's worth anything is, especially on the goose side, you know what I mean? Yeah. has yeah. A, a flock something or now there's flocked fully flocked decoys then there's flocked head mallards and fully flocked mallards i mean i mean just the flocking in itself had just propelled just a whole other incredible invention at the time i mean there's just so many things at that time that were just set the standard and just changed the game and i, I don't know if i'm missing anything i don't know if you can remember anything else at that time like pushing the envelope or being a game changer yeah i mean no i i think that that's all that i can that i can remember i just i just know that you know it was it was kind of a cool thing and that we the the rest of the country that had geese already and had lots of goose hunting and everything like that was was getting kind of complacent um they were they were kind of you know kind of just kind of dragging along and just doing the same thing and kind of convinced that what they're doing is the very the very best way and that there's not much that can be improved on it. I remember you know reading uh, a book by Dennis Hunt where he he just said and it was like it was considered to be like the you know the authoritative you know writing at the right. time on goose hunting and right. I remember him saying like you know geese hate decoys and decoys <laughs> are only used to lure birds to within shotgun range and and uh, I just remember thinking like no way like that you know i watch birds land with with real birds all the time and i just i do not accept that i just i just reject that well (laughs) uh, go ahead and you know and so i think that that there were a lot of us that um that we just you know not only were we sort of you know trying to trying to um find new and better ways you know of of doing it like i mean i guess i should say you know these these birds were kind of new to us. They just started wintering here. They're birds that had you know wintered in in Northern California for a long, long time in Central California, and all of a sudden they just started you know trickling into the valley. And like even now they're they're our 
our birds that have normally trickled into the valley here, now they're wandering into the Tri-Cities area and stuff. So, right. you know, all these, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that snows or specks or something like that will, will come next. But, um, you know, it's just, it, it was like, we just didn't want to. We have these new, this new opportunity, these new birds here. And you know, we were kind of looking up the, the ways of, you know, of hunting. And even some of the people from the Midwest and the East came out here to hunt. And they were just like, ah, you know, these birds are just insane. Like, they just, none of these methods work. And, uh, right. There's no doubt. I was one so, of them. Yeah, we just it was just kind of fun to um, to be starting completely from scratch. And when you're starting from scratch, you might as well um, have innovations and try new things and invent new products. Well, I, I can I can attest to the to the I don't want to say complacency, but the the grew up in Pennsylvania. All there is is cornfields there. There isn't. Uh, you know there isn't anything else like there's no grass fields there's no short fields everything was cut high silage you know like really high stubble um and and at that time you know we there was no layout blinds so i i remember you know me and my brother we had a whole it was like we, we looked like we were going camping right so we we would take our backpacks with all our stuff and then we'd carry all the decoys down and put out the decoys and then you would find a row of corn and then you would you would scrape it down to the dirt and you would lay plastic down then you would lay burlap down or a mat down and then burlap on top and then you would lay down and put your you know your little rucksack behind your head and then you had uh, a layout or you had like a, a another burlap mat to go over you and then you would throw corn stalks on top of you and then your face mask and then you, well, that's how we did and then and then later we got to the 747 shells and put those over our legs so we could hide our legs <laughs> so i mean you know and then coming out here with all the grass fields and everything else it totally was totally absolutely different so yeah that blind really did and, and and if I would have had that blind in Pennsylvania, it would have been like lights out. Like it would have been so sick. And and that's why I said it changed goose hunting for everybody. So it made everything so I don't want to say so much easier, but it really was a huge help. There's no doubt. And grounds was grounds was was just like you and and everybody else that had used them and whatever. Grounds was such a proponent. Of, he was like jumping up and down telling everybody about him he was the biggest promoter of that uh for ron no doubt you know oh yeah for sure yeah and then uh grounds and latch on duke levan and you know traveling around and making videos and stuff like that and that really showed a lot of people yeah i mean i i i told ron i said listen you know videos were around for a while and 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 they weren't they weren't huge but you know you had the Duckman series and that was you know that was a cult following and then i said and then and then you guys started and and i told ron i think i think the full moon fever video with grounds and ron and bill and i think Corey and maybe darren lundy or Alan, i don't know who else was there but all these guys from in the northwest they shoot this video and it's just epic and i think that just I don't know. I thought that kind of changed the game at the time as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like imagine if you're in some of the areas of the country where you're using, you know, tires cut into thirds, you know, for 
for decoys. decoys. And, uh, you know, just taking long shots with a 10-gauge and stuff, and then all of a sudden you're seeing these guys, um, you know, shooting birds, like, super, super close and stuff. Well, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't mean to disparage, you know, how goose hunting was done before and stuff like that, but, um, you know, it, 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 there is always, there, you know, t- 10 or 20 years from now, there will be a much better way that will kind of blow right. us all, you know, blow our minds and stuff like that, and we'll probably say to, our, you know, say to ourselves, why didn't we think of that, you know? Well, and I, I you know, we talking to Ron and, and you know, and how, how vital Grounds was, how, how vital Tim was in the whole deal, you know, he, you know, his, his calls and, and his name, you know, he, he had a name. He was, I don't want to say legendary at the time, but he was like, if you wanted a goose call, like at that point, especially a short read, like you, you really wanted at least one with a Grounds name on it, on your lanyard. You know what I mean? And whether, whoever else you were from, you know, if you were out here, you had a Saunders. If you were on the East Coast, you had a Sean Mann. You know, if you were somewhere else, you know, maybe you had something else. But, you know, I think I, I think Grounds was a huge name. And then, you know, that propels, you know, the blinds and the videos and everything propels, you know, the final approach stuff. But also, all of a sudden blows up the calling side and, and Grounds and everything else that goes on. I mean, it was it was major. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just you talk to anybody that's watched, you know, watch some of those videos at the very beginning and listen to Tim Grounds calling. And, and I mean, we were just, we were just absolutely blown yeah. away. Like I've never seen or heard anything like it. Yeah. And like, even to this day, you just realize that besides being just as you know, an absolute master call operator and a good goose caller, he was super, super creative. Um, just an unbelievable talent when it comes to goose calling. And Hunter is the same way. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter is, is unbelievable. I mean, thank, you know, thank, thank God for, for Hunter and everything. But, um, yeah, you just I just remember just seeing Tim, uh, seeing Tim Grounds call uh, on a half-breed, and I was, yep. I was just ruined. Like, that's, uh, that's it. I mean, I can just <laughs> – I can tell you right now, like, I'm just not going to stop until, until I can at least, you know, do half of that or something, you know. Agreed. Agreed. That was a that was a huge that was a huge huge deal. Definitely was that was that part. Um, remember remember the slider blind. Well, Ron told me that Duke has five of them. Who ha- who does Duke? Oh my God, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise Duke? me at all. Right. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Like, doesn't Duke, Duke have like twenty twenty some boats? Duke's I mean, that got guy is yes. just an absolute animal. Duke has <laughs> way too much and and way too much gear and he makes all of us look, you know, inferior with all the gear that he has and everything he does and and then he's and then he makes us inferior because of the damn stories and everything that he's got, you know, cuz he was there for all of it. All the ground stories, all the Ron stories, all the the Corey and Saunders stories, like everything. Like Duke's got it all. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he needs to write he, a book. Talk about living a life right. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and he's just, he's so personable. He's damn like socially awkward and I can't hear anybody and stuff like that. So I have a really hard time going and, and making really good friends with people and stuff like that. Duke is just, you just meet Duke and like, you know, 10 minutes later, he's like your best friend and That's stuff. Right. And, and That's right. That's right. Like, you know, there's p- places in Southern Oregon where he comes down to, aspiration to turkey hunt and like 20 years ago and then and then now he's like you know 
pretty much. He's the mayor down yeah. there. Yeah, he's the mayor, exactly. <laughs> he drives into town for like two weeks every year, and it's like, it's like they have a damn parade for Duke, you know what I mean? Because he finally came down, and it's like, yeah, I mean, he, he's that guy. He's, he's, that, he's that cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like the guy in Groundhog Day, you know? Like when he learns to play the piano and all that stuff, or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean he—he's the guy. There's no doubt about it. He's, you know, he's as funny. He's funny. He's personable. He's just—he's just that guy. There's no doubt. Um, and he's—he's he's a great hunter. He's, yes. I mean he's a—he um, is. It's um, you know besides having a great personality and stuff like that, he is really a great hunter. But I mean, of course, we—you know—because he's got got a lot of practice, you know. Because he just hunts all the time. Yes, agreed. You know. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. You know, I, I talked to Ron about, uh, and just talking, just talking to uh, like the, like the younger generation and the kids coming through is that you know, that you know Tim passed away, so there's no grounds. You know, Butch Richenbach on the duck side is gone. Buck doesn't tour much or go anywhere. Uh, you know, uh, we, we lost some other guys. I mean, really there's not that many left and, and it's, it's kind of heartbreaking because the kids today don't get to, you know, learn from those kind of guys, uh, all the information and the way to carry yourself and the tradition of the sport and, and everything about, and the camaraderie and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that doesn't go on today. But, you know, I saw somebody explain it the other day, you know, talking about social media and, 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 you know, you have this polarizing medium that you have so much good come out of social media on this side. And then on the other side, you have so much bad coming out as well. And, you know, there's definitely, you know, both sides of it. And it's just... It's just, I guess, I guess I always go back to the tradition and are we losing some of that tradition and those guys, when those guys, you know, cause those guys aren't around and that, that, that bothers me because I came, I came through that era and it was just so incredible and you had so much respect for the sport and the, the tradition and, and, and everything about it. So I always just worry that we're losing that because those guys aren't around. Yeah, I I mean, I think so. If you look at society as a whole, like what, what there's not as much of, and I, I don't really want to sound like an old codger here, but, you know, it, it does seem like there's not as much, like it used to be people really lived by a code and, and honor and um, and all that stuff. And there was still, like, you know, even told my wife the other day, like, you know, even like, even like gangs, um, even like gangs still had a code where it's like, okay, we don't, we don't hurt women or we don't, whatever it is. Right. It seems like, you know, it seems like now in a, in society, no code. There's some of that is, yeah. Some of that is just, it's yeah. gone. Like, I mean, just like a, on Memorial day, we're just coming off of Memorial day. And, uh, you know, my friend's a school teacher and he was saying, because it's pride month there, they, they could not mention Memorial day. And uh, he had to actually work over the Memorial day. They could not mention Memorial Day ever um, because it's offensive and they don't want to, whatever, promote anything like that. And it's just oh like, my God. That kind of stuff is pretty, pretty painful. Um, and so, and so, yeah, when I see, you know, I, I, 
do think that there is a lot of good and there is a lot of hope. So I, so I won't say, you know, I won't say it's all bad for sure, but right, right. you know, like I'll, I'll see a video of maybe some, some young, some young hunters and stuff like that where they're filming and they're, you know, they're hunting geese on what is absolutely, obviously a roost pond. And there's like feathers all over the pond and everything like that. And, and it's like, um, now these, and they're hunting like mid morning and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, you know, these goose flew out fed in a field where they really should have been hunting them or somebody was trying to hunt them or did or whatever. Um, and then, you know, and then they're all coming back and it's just like, it's opening day of the September season. You're on a roost pond, you're filming, and then they're just absolutely obliterating these birds and just shooting them right on, you know, water swatting them and everything. And then just whoop, whooping it up and high-fiving like crazy and, and you know, a bazillion hashtags and everything like that. <laughs> right. When I see something like that, it is, I, I am it thinking hurts. to myself, oh my right. gosh, you guys are missing out on so much, you know? Yeah, because, you know, not only, <clears throat> not only does something like that screw up the bird area like that just screwed up maybe 10 20 guys in that area that were gonna hunt in the fields that week or whatever and the birds were coming out and now they just might have all blew out so there's so many there's so many things you know going going south on that that yeah it's it's no and there's a lot of those instances that's what i'm saying like i just i just wish uh, or, or maybe I could just hope that we're just going to have more positive influences as, as we keep going as a, as a category and a tradition and as a sport that, that it just keeps growing and we just kind of educate as many as many kids and just maybe people just getting into it as we can. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, this way is the right way or whatever, but like you said, there is a code, you know, to kind of follow in the tradition and the sport of it. That's, that's really it. You know what I mean? That's all we're saying. Well, and and uh, I think the important part of that is we have to remember that you know birds are a living creature that, and they're you know they are um, they are so you know deserving of our respect and everything. Agreed. And uh, I think it's like so important to try to um, you know try to make quick, clean kills and and be conscious of the fact that you, know, you are taking a life. Like this isn't this isn't like a you know just a total. It's not a video game. Right. You know, um, and I think, you know, I think that's pretty, pretty important too. I mean, I'm, I know that the population needs to be controlled and yes. they're super fun to hunt and they're, they're great to eat. Um, and it, you know, it's helping out farmers and, you know, all that stuff or whatever, but you know, it's, it's still, it's just respect. you know, this is an animal yeah. that uh, is trying really, really hard to, you know, to live, <laughs> to stay alive, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's respecting the game and respecting the sport and just, you know, because all of us are conservationists as well. I mean, we're we're the ones that 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 do everything else in our spare time or in the off season to do everything that we can and all our, our license fees and our duck stamp fees and everything that we pump into the economy and everything else. I mean, it's all for habitat conservation, putting stuff towards that. So, I mean, we we are you know, we are who we are and we're putting in so we can get back. So you just got to keep that going and keep that in mind. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent that karma comes to those who, I mean, if you, if you respect the animal and stuff like that, you, you'll have some of the most incredible hunts that stuff that you just can, you can't even describe to somebody and could never be filmed or if it's filmed, it wouldn't really show what really happened and right. all that stuff. So karma, I mean, karma is very real when it comes to, 
you respect the animals and, and good good things will happen to you in hunting and fishing. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, 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 was a, it was a great time to come up through, like I said, with, with Ron and everybody starting Final Approach and all that coming. And, and hopefully, you know, you know, I'm still doing this. You're still doing this. Bill's still doing this. Ron is even still doing this. You know, so, so I'm hoping that, you know, we can continue to, you know, make good products for people, make quality products, and, and keep that part of, of the business tradition kind of going. You know what I mean? Where you're making something you know, as good as you can at a decent price. And you're just hoping that you're helping, you know, another waterfowler out by, by making that, you know, and that, that's a, that's a, and that's what I keep stressing to Ron. I mean, that's what, that's why we got the company back and that's what we're trying to do because I remember how it was and I want to get back to that. And I think we're, you know, we're, we're chipping away at that every day to, to get there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it probably goes without saying, you probably know this already, but as soon as we found out that, you know, final approach was going to be kind of be, um, you know, headed up by you and, uh, you know, kind of headquartered back in, in Oregon, like that was just a great, that's just a great thing. Like that, it just felt like it's coming know, it home. Like, yeah, Every, everything's right in the world and stuff. And, <laughs> and I totally know the feeling of, you know, when you work on a pro when you work on a project, and you try to picture. I, I know when I'm working on a sculpture, I, I kind of and it like, could be frustrating at times. I kind of want to go do something else, or wish I was hunting. <laughs> um, you know, like sometimes I'll picture, you know, a father taking his daughter um, hunting, and <clears throat> maybe this decoy is going to make be the difference you know maybe this will be the thing that makes that really makes um makes a really good bonding moment for a, for a father and daughter or father and son or siblings or whatever it is and stuff and you know and then like i know even like um you know like this last season i had some absolutely fantastic duck hunts and and they were over you know my final approach live fully flock mallard flutters and and i was you know and i sit there and picture you know pat godden working on the carvings and oh it's my like gosh. my god this is these are done by, you know, a, a living legend carver. Yes. And, you know, they, and they went through this whole process, you know, with Mario, my friend who I've known for, you know, so, so many years, like clear, clear back to your DJ days. Yeah. Way back. <laughs> and, I know. Uh, you know, and it's just like, they, you know, they went, they went through all these, all these hands and development and everything like that. And it's, and I just had this fantastic day. Um, and it's like, it's, it's kind of, that's that stuff actually happening, you know, that stuff coming to fruition, which is pretty, pretty cool. Well, you know, and I, and I, I guess it goes back to just like you said, like, like putting the passion in your product, you know, like, like when, when we got, when we got FA back and we started working on it, like the, all I could think about was, was all the things you know, a million things are going through my head and it's, and it's all things with passion and all things with purpose, meaning that, you know, what can I make? Like what's missing? Like, Oh, like here's this, but then let's do this to it because when you're in the field, this always happens. Or, you know what I mean? Like I just went through the progression of, of trying to have a solution for a problem in the field you know, and listen, not every product is like that, you know, like, listen, uh, you know, there's like a decoy bag, like it's a decoy bag, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but there's yeah. just, there's just some things, uh, 
and, and, and you'll see a lot of them, you know, this fall that finally, you know, came to fruition that, that are hopefully going to help somebody in the field or help them have a better experience or an easier experience or an easier hunt or a more successful hunt because that's really that's really anybody that got into the hunting industry and you know this you know yourself is that you got into it because of your passion your love for it and that you thought you could make a product that would help somebody that's just like you be more successful have an easier time have a more fun experience like whatever like all that went into it and and then and that's why we, we, we go back and we talk about like when, when Final Approach was sold a couple times and what happened to it in the corporate side and answering to a bunch of, you know, investors and board members and all that shit is over with. Do you know what I mean? Like we're back to yeah. mom and pop where it started because I don't have to answer to a board of directors. If I want to make, you know, whatever, and I think it's going to help uh, a massive amount of waterfowl hunters we're gonna make it you know what i mean so so yeah we've come full circle and i'm just you know listen i'm i'm jumping up and down that i'm in this position to do this and i got a good team and everybody's involved and everybody's a waterfowler you know what i mean nobody's uh hey let's make this because i think we could make you know a bunch of money on it like you know of course a company has to make money but you know we're i'm not i'm not i'm not sitting here trying to design products and talk about products that we're just about making money like that's not it so i'm just i'm just thrilled that we're kind of back to where we you know where it started because that was definitely you know the mantra of why everybody got into it so yeah 100 percent. like and that's why most of us you know that's what we talked about when we were all excited that that you know that that final approach is back and you know and back in the hands that it's in um and that is exactly the difference. I mean, in a, as a corporation, you're talking about, okay, we've got to get the X number of SKUs, and we've got <laughs> right. this, this much exposure, and, right. and this would be more profitable and everything like that. And then, man, when you, when you start, start you know, trying to solve, solve problems for waterfowlers, then the waterfowler can focus on the fun part of the hunt. Right. And uh, that, that's just a, just a fundamental difference in product development. Like There's no one is trying to make profit and, and the other one and take, take up shelf space. And the other is <clears throat> trying to make hunts just more fun. That's right. That's right. And so, yeah, we're, that's, that's pretty awesome. We're pretty thrilled about that. So yeah. don't let us down. No, bro. Thanks for the. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. no pressure. No, I'm, I really meant to say I'm just really looking forward to seeing what all what new comes out um, this this fall. And I was just uh, just on our on our DSC podcast. I was just hyping up some of your products. Actually, on the very uh, no, second to the last one that we just did. So yeah, we're 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 excited about. Yeah, about this should be this should be a big year. There's a lot of stuff coming, so I'm really excited. You know, it takes. You know, it takes a while to get products out, as you know. You know, you work on it for, you know, over a year or so, test it, bring it out. You know, I mean, it takes a while to get going. And then when when we got the company, it was in just a state of, you know, it was just sitting there, nothing new in in years. And we had to like, okay, we we had to just go through everything. So this will be the first year of real products like a, a good amount of new products in the fall and and everybody's excited and everybody that's seen everything is excited so this this should be a very good fall and we're pumped and we're just going to keep keep on going and and the passion and the fun and you know 
I mean, I mean, you know, I get up in the morning and I get to talk about hunting and 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 make hunting stuff. Like, holy crap, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is uh, yeah. my world. Yeah, I know that's awesome too. I'm like super <laughs> thankful for the people I work with, and I know you work with good people too. And like that's that's a big part of it. And it's I've huge. had different jobs where I really, really, really enjoyed the people, and that I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So. You got if you work with good people and then you uh, get to make products related to you know to hunting and hunting or fishing or whatever it's like yeah that's you got to be pretty pretty thankful um, there's no doubt to be in situation is there anything uh, before we finish up is there anything on the on the DSD side that that you want to uh, drop a bomb on or anything coming you don't have to I'm just saying is there anything that you guys uh, have coming or want to promote I mean you're always working on something so I don't want to let any cats out of any bags but you know yeah no I mean we're you know we're kind of in the same situation we uh, we you know it takes us a long time to develop things right. and, and a lot of stuff is kind of up in the air right now and um, with it with development and stuff like that and then Good. you know sometimes some of the things we're testing um, Sometimes we test things that have really worked out really, really good. Sometimes we test things that didn't work out and won't ever make it to the market. <laughs> I would say that our most hopeful new product is um, is a honker, a, a stackable sleeper shell. Oh, cool. Um, so that will hopefully be coming out, you know, God willing, um, sometime this fall or early winter. And then sometime after that, a honker floater. Awesome. Uh, and it's a it's a pretty big. It's like our, you know, both of those decoys are pretty big. Yeah, the, um, your honkers are very big, right? I mean, they are yeah, they are true yeah. to life. You know, yep. ten, twelve yeah, pounders. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, I have a product that I, I have a product that I that I um, that's on my wish list for for final approach. Can I mention that? You can mention that. How about a legacy series final approach eliminator pro guide? You know, just almost exactly um, patterned after just the original one. You know, it's like everybody's favorite blind of all time. I think we can do that. I think we could look into that. The only thing, the only thing that I would look at changing is, um, and maybe not change, but modify a little the bars on the sides so yeah. they don't get bent so you can get up out of them and and that was kind of the that was kind of the push on the knockout blind was we wanted to get something that broke down really quick but also had support bars on the sidebars so you could literally stand on that blind like you could stand on it without the bars bending and and as far as like an eliminator, that was that would be the only thing that I would look into. So I will, yeah, I will do some digging on that because that was the only issue with that blind, only. Yep. And if you knew not to bend the bars, you were okay. And it was a little bit of a fight to push to pop the push pins out when you you kind of had to put your knee down and push up on it. That was <laughs> when the blind got tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, that was my that was my workout every day. That's one, right. One single. I just like, gotta get it. I got one popped, and then you're like, oh, I just gotta get the other side. Ding! And you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if those if there was any bend in those those tubes at all, right. then like forget it. That's what I'm saying. So if those bent, you were in trouble. So that's why I said that was the only that would be the only change. So I'll 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 look into that. 
So, yeah, well, I, great idea. I have, two, I have two of the new eliminators, and I do use them. I've got them both completely covered in woodgrass, like oh, cool. all zip tied. And, uh, and I do use those, and I do like those. I haven't tried a knockout yet, so so I'll I'll try that next. And that that's, that sounds like a cool when when it cool. when you break it down and you pop it up, you'll be like, oh my god! Like, because I'm telling you, I don't I, I I have all the other blinds, but what I pull out a hundred percent of the time is the knockout because okay. Well, if that's the case, then then temporarily put on hold my request. Yeah, but if I make, but if I can make that that <laughs> eliminator like a knockout, like, well, I'll let you try the knockout first, and then we'll talk about the legacy okay. series. How's that? Because I, I think sure. you'll be like, oh my god, like that's it, like no more bars, no more bent bars, no more popping pins. Like I'm in, like that's it. So I'll be like, this thing, this thing is a knockout. Yeah, <laughs> I'll feel like I'm knocked out by this thing. Yeah, well, that sounds cool, and, I, and awesome. I'm embarrassed that I that I haven't tried one yet. I've, heard, I've heard, I know people that have them and have, and love them and everything like that. I just have so many blinds right now. Um, I know. Yeah, so, but, your garage uh, looks like my garage, right? <laughs> I <yeah>. know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, listen, I appreciate the time. Excellent, excellent talk, and hopefully it helps somebody or entertains somebody or got somebody some information. So. You could check out Dave. You just go to DSD Decoys. You could hit him up on any of the social media platforms and talk to those guys. And, and believe it or not, if you call the shop, you'll get, you know, Dave, Brad, or Greg, or somebody there that you could actually talk to that hunts and all that kind of stuff. Isn't that wild, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, keep up, keep up the good work, my brother. Awesome, I appreciate buddy. It. Appreciate it. All right, Dave. I'll talk, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Uh-huh. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Dave Smith, everybody, Dave Smith Decoys, just an incredible, incredible person that was part of the whole era of, like, waterfowl just blowing up, just incredible time, uh, you know, around, you know, the, the mid-90s, early 90s, and then going through just incredible stuff. So that is the FA Podcast, another another drop on the series of the Final Approach History uh, and, and the history of, of the waterfowl category and everything that goes on to it. So big thanks for everybody for listening. And, and, uh, I want to thank our spot. I always say sponsors, but they're really partners, our partners that, that are with us, uh, and with us on every hunt too. And every time we go somewhere, so it's, it's the great folks at Weatherby, uh, my, my great friends and everybody at, at federal ammunition and, uh, Roger sporting goods and my buddy Rob up at Ranchland Outfitters where, you know, where he, uh, he and I, well, where I go up and, and enjoy myself every year. So, uh, big shout outs to all those people. Uh, that is the final approach podcast for today, folks. Thank you for checking it out. I'm Mario. I'm out.